Welcome to TVNZ FC. Well, no Chris Chang or Jack Tame this week. Instead, I'll be running the ship as interim manager. But we do have a special guest as we're joined by current Phoenix and former Newcastle defender Stephen Taylor. As the Knicks look to continue their rise up the table, elsewhere Messi pipped Van Dyke to the Ballon d'Or and managerial heads have started rolling in the Premier League. Now, joining me is, of course, Stephen Taylor, Jack Mabir, and Simon Plum. How are we going, guys? Very okay. good, mate. Thank How you. Are you? Very good. Nice to see Super you. Super sub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, stepping in, you know, when the managers, you know, get a bit of a, an injury or they're away, someone's got to step up to the plate, so I'm here doing my best. Anyway, Stephen, um, a great rise uh, for the Phoenix. You guys are up to ninth back-to-back -back wins. It must be pretty good at the moment. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, pressures took off the uh, the players, and I think a fantastic performance. You know, topped it off both halves. That's something probably we haven't done all season. We've been probably a one half side where we performed good in the first half and not in the second half, or uh, vice versa. But fully deserved. I think um, a lot of criticism the teams took in the last uh, few weeks, and the boys have delivered. I think from the start of the season, playing some good football, but wasn't getting results, and then. Uh,
person, but I just feed off people's uh, yeah, body language, the way they are, and making sure everyone's coming with a smile on their face. The change room's never dead. Mm. And uh, we've got a cracking uh, dress room, great set of lads. And even the young boys now, they're becoming leaders. You know, we're big on that, um, the values of the players, what they want to achieve, and never, never get too high, never get too low is the mm. biggest thing we keep saying and um, you know we've had some bad results but don't dwell on that you know it's, it's one of the biggest things in football is it's a confidence game and I think uh, a lot of people can beat themselves up if they dwell on the past and the over critical and they've got the outside noise and especially the press who I keep getting into a few people but that's it you, got, you mm. can't expect you're gonna get smoke mm. blown up your backside all the time you've got to accept the criticism and take it on the chin don't go hiding from it mm -hmm. especially early on the season where we had a few bad results mm. don't be expecting the manager to come out and uh, try and get you out of jail I think you know it's a man's game and you got to step up to the plate and accept the criticism when it's uh, when it's needed and obviously the press don't go slating them because at the end of the day you get, you get tongue in cheek they want a bit of a bite back mm. do your talking on the pitch and I think everything else takes care of itself do you think the attitude that you've just described there in the changing room do you think that's helping you now are we seeing the results now on the pitch do you think I think from, you know from if he's straight from day one he's just said to us we're not going to change what we're doing mm. and I think we proved that when we go after teams you know we, we've, we're everything I think the Sydney game showed a second half. We were full on. We didn't show any respect. A lot of teams probably show these teams respect. Mm. We get at teams, and uh, I think sometimes it's bit us in the backside. But one thing we're doing, we're entertaining, and uh, we're doing exactly what we believe we can do, and take the game to teams. And we're playing exciting football. Mm. I think that's one thing we we come in day in, day out. It's uh, it's a good place to be around, and we've got some top characters and a uh, top team which we believe we can do uh, the, for the finals football top six. Mm. There's been a lot of new blood coming to the team, a lot of new imports, Gary Hooper, Ulises Davila has been really impressive. How has it sort of been adjusting them into the team? How have you found that? And, and you know, they're fantastic players to be playing with, aren't they? Yeah, fantastic. I think you look at Gary, you know, he's coming to the, uh, the group there, his presence, you know, against Adelaide comes on there. He gives us something different something different the A-League hasn't seen before. The old school kind of uh, battling Ram, you know, he's physical, <laughs> hoying them about and stuff. But mm -hmm. his, his first touch, he's got that uh, capability of taking it into him like an Alan Shearer type, you know, the hold of play was fan fantastic, runs the channels well. Then you've got David Ball, mm -hmm. who's just non-stop, literally, uh, I think he clocked up 13K the other day against Brisbane. Um, people don't see the kind of run he does off the ball. Mm -hmm. um, and he opens up the, the kind of, a, obviously uh, Oli to come through and get his goals and uh, the players this year have stepped up I think we knew it was going to be um, I remember the launch I did for the yearly everyone saying oh Wellington up for the wooden spoon again mm. and that was the fire in my belly last year mm. yeah. so for me this year speaking to the boys about it everyone's written us off there's no pressure on the boys and uh, I always tell them listen it's excitement you go out there just play free and express yourselves and that's what the boys are doing Mm. Well, there is also a mixture with these foreign players, also young Kiwi players, Kakache, McGowett. That must be uh, good to have those guys along and sort of help their development within New Zealand football as well. 100%. I think for New Zealand football, speaking to uh, you know Alex Rufer a lot, and he's saying about the young lads who are coming through, you see a pre-season, they don't look out of place. And, you know, they've uh, literally, Libby, he's, been, uh, he's just been getting better and better. From day one, when I first came in, you know, he's been outstanding. And... Uh, He's got everything in his locker to be a top player. I think he's a young, young player now, but he's always wanting to learn and he's doing the right stuff. He's in uh, the best hands for that. 
and uh, day in day out what I see is just getting better and better and you got your little young lads and I don't want to build them up too much and I'm sure you guys will but <laughs> they're, they're, they're delivering the pitch and it's, uh, it's nice to see. Mm. Busy, it must be great to have someone of the likes of Stevens um, calibre in the team to help those players develop and just share little little parts of you know his experiences to help them grow in their career. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, every good team needs a good mix, doesn't it, of experience and uh, and excitement coming through and, and, and that kind of raw potential. Um, what kind of tips are you giving the guys, Stephen? Like when when you're, when you're out on the training pitch and stuff like that. What, what, I mean, it sounds like you're very vocal. For me, it's, yeah. you got to lead from an example. I think once they see you at it every day and make sure that they've set the standards high from day one. When you set your standards high, that's when you get judged. And as a player, you're only as good as your last game. So don't dwell on that. And as I said to you, it's like a roller coaster ride. You've got to enjoy the highs, yeah, but never get too low when you you got a bad bad game. And don't be frightened when you lose the ball a few times and you've got the manager on them all the time, making yeah. them a better player. Do your extra work, eating the right stuff and uh, the sacrifices you've got to do as well. You know, you've got your friends on the outside that want to do different things. That's the sacrifices you've got to do. How, yeah. and how much do you want it? You, know, you do get that one shot. You know, I looked at the A League last year where 60% of footballers out of contract. It's that easy. If you have one good year, you yeah. get yourself to Europe. I think you look at Sapri now, give them the opportunity right. to go to Bayern Munich. Mm -hmm. If the players don't see that as a mm -hmm. platform, uh, then there's a big problem. I think they're in the wrong job. Yeah, they seem very motivated. It's mm. just maybe the mental approach that, that you think maybe they need the most sort of help with. I think that at the moment they're taking the pressure on. I think uh, players have stepped up. They haven't played the A League, and you know they feel like they've been there for years. They're playing with that much confidence yeah. and train every day. They're not shying away, and they believe that they should be there. I remember now as a young kid, you get asked to train with the first team, and sometimes the first team don't want that because they don't want the standard to drop. You know, it's good to see the young lads stepping up to the plate and uh, getting stuck in, and, and that's what you want. I love it when someone mm. comes and clap me and train a young kid. <laughs> I respect that, and you want yeah. that, you know what I mean? That's a kid, I, mean, I love all that. Yeah, but yeah. That's what it should be. You shouldn't be shying away, and you shouldn't think, I don't belong there. Mm. Don't just be happy just sticking on the mm. Wellington Phoenix jersey. Mm. You know, you want to be saying, listen, I want to take your top. You know, young centre-half coming through. I want to say, Taylor, I'm going to take your top. Simple as that. And that's how I always had a chip on my shoulder at a very young age. I remember playing in a, a little five-a-side game in training. And I get whacked in the face, could I? And someone says, are you all right? I said, am I all right? Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a baby. As simple as that now. And that's how football is. All right, we'll take a quick break now. And when we come back, we will have a wrap of the Premier League action and Lionel Messi's sixth Ballon d'Or. Of course, this weekend, Manchester City stumbled 2-2 with Newcastle. Stephen, your old club, did you get a chance to watch the game at all? I did, yeah. watched it. Uh, very nervy early on. I think coming the uh, last 10 minutes, you obviously Newcastle pushing. And that's one thing I think the top teams have always done is struggled at Newcastle. Um, and last stages of the game when that 12th man, obviously the Newcastle fans are non-stop and pushing for the goal. And it's nice to see uh, not sitting back and getting after them. And John Joe Shelby, fantastic set play and a cracking uh, shot by him. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you, I mean, Steve Bruce has had a lot of criticism, hasn't he, yeah. and, um, from certain members of the fan base there. What's your take on how he, the job that he's doing <laughs> there at the moment? It's always going to be difficult. You know, Rafa Benitez, for me, I think he was probably seen as the, the only one since Bobby Robson, you know, who was that kind of, like, big for the fans. Mm. And then taking over his job is going to be always a difficult ask. And from day one, I think uh, Steve Bruce, he's been under a lot of criticism. Mm. But he's delivered, I think, uh, in recent weeks, and he's got a team playing some good football. Um, and yeah, it's nice to see you get the results there. We can't really talk about Newcastle without mentioning Mike Ashley. I don't know what sort of opinion you have about yeah. everything that's happened. Yeah, obviously it's been a, 
up and down with Mike Ashley. We've had some good times, we've had some bad times, and obviously the, at the moment the, the supporters are frustrated. They thought they were going to get uh, bought out in the summer. Didn't happen. Mm. But the football moves on, and you've got to accept that. You know, there's no point dwelling on it. And uh, that's the problem at the Newcastle at the moment is obviously the fans. They want to go places, and it's like the reins are on them at the moment. Mm. And it's uh, you know it's it is sad to see because it's a fantastic football club when you go there and experience it. Yeah. You know the fans just want to see success there. Simon, that draw puts Manchester City 11 points behind Liverpool. Mm. Surely, surely Liverpool can't ruin this. Uh, never say never. <laughs> they, they do love to bottle it, don't they? Um, <laughs> it's interesting. I think I don't think the points difference is insurmountable either for City or Leicester, who are obviously now in second a bit closer. I think the problem for City is the way they're playing. It's, it's not the points difference. They just look like they're misfiring a little bit, which is quite strange to say when you're talking about Man City, but... I think it's becoming increasingly a two-horse race, and I think Leicester will be the ones to, to push him, but it is firmly in, in Liverpool's hands now. Mm, that's the other thing, Jack. I mean, uh, Leicester City, 2-1 win right at the death. They just are quite relentlessly keeping up. I think they're about eight points, though, behind Liverpool, but they have been impressive. Yeah, that's right, and they're just going to keep going. They're going to keep winning, um, and that keeps the pressure on Liverpool. And I don't think Liverpool have been that impressive, um, necessarily not hitting the heights that they can do in recent uh, weeks. And there's a few sort of injury concerns now creeping in. A very busy period of the year for the team as well, going off to mm. Club World Cup, and you know they've got Champions League um, matches, crucial ones to play. So it's, it's going to be a, a tough month or two. I think by the end of January, maybe start of February, uh, you know, once we're through that busy period, I think maybe that points to, um, gap will be quite reduced. But I, I, I feel like Liverpool are playing with much more confidence than they have in, in previous seasons. They seem to expect to win and they, they know what to do to win now. They've got a bit of an attitude about them. And I think that's possibly what might get them over the line by the end of the season and, and why I don't think concerns about bottling it might creep in. <laughs> you can barely shut him up now. Eh? Oh, gracious. Um, but look, there's also been uh, sacking of uh, Unai Emery mm. from Arsenal. Mm -hmm. and he's, what, the third manager to be sacked in the space of a few weeks. Stephen, what's that like in a dressing room when you have a manager sacked sort of partway through a season? How do you sort of react and deal with that? I think it obviously it gets toxic. You've got a few players who have been out of favour and it can cause a bit of a rift in the dressing room. Uh, it's a fresh start for a lot of new players and I think when a new manager comes in, it's a clean slate. Every manager always says that to the players and yeah, I think it, it can be, when you're getting the results, especially if players aren't playing, it can become toxic. It's not a good place to be around. Um, but you kind of feel it as well. You feel it's coming. I think after the defeat, uh, you just think it's a matter of time before the manager's going to get uh, the sack and there seems to be problems in the, in the dressing room there. Um, you know, so I think it's a frustrating time for Arsenal fans and mm. I think uh, it was just a matter of time of happening. In saying that though, Arsenal Fan TV has been hilarious the past few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? I mean, uh, Stephen mentioned the word toxic. It doesn't get any more no. toxic than uh, it's like a nuclear fallout, uh, Arsenal Fan TV. But... Yeah, they're, they're a club in trouble, but I don't think it's a case of simply changing the manager that's going to turn Arsenal around. They've got problems with the squad. The fans are turning against them, which is never good. Um, you're looking at probably a three or four uh, year transition for this club, which is it's a real fall from grace. But, you know, they've got the infrastructure, they've got the money to turn it around. But don't expect it to happen overnight or with one manager. Um, Freddie Jungberg, of course, has come in as interim manager. And he got a bit of slack for not wearing a suit in his debut. <laughs> what do we think about that? <laughs> Uh, I think he's probably got bigger fish to fry than, uh, than sartorial uh, elegance. 
Yeah, I think, you know, you either go tracksuit or suit, don't you? Yeah. That's, that's your options. And, um, <laughs> you know, I suppose once you, once you go from assistant to full manager, perhaps the suit might be the, a good kind of statement to the team that you're in charge now. It's business time. <laughs> David, what are your thoughts? Should a manager suit up? Listen, that's just nitpicking, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the, uh, the team, I always go back to the era where they had the Tony Adams leaders, mm. Pat Riviera leader. Yeah. You've got Thierry Henry, another lead out there. Mm. When you've got your core as a leader, mm. and look at the, in the, uh, the squad now at Arsenal, when things are going bad, mm. which players are going to be the ones that are going to step up? Because mm. I remember when we played at Highbury, it was a nightmare place to go. And then obviously the, the players that had, mm. it was all characters, big names, big characters. And it was pure leaders everywhere. I don't see the same kind of players on the pitch now. I think you go to Arsenal, believe you can take points off them. You don't have that fear factor of going mm. to an away game and thinking this is going to be a tough game today. Is that something that Arsenal can buy? Do you think they can just go out and buy some big, you know, big characters? It's going to take yes. For me, point? looking at the squad there, you're going to have to take a lot of players and the way the money is now in football. It's, if, it's a big transition. I think yeah. it's going to be about five years. If you've got to get rid of the players and then all these new players coming in, mm. you know, it becomes silly money you know, to replace a full team because at the moment you're going to need it. It's impact players as well. You look at Mark Overmars and players like... Dennis Bergkamp at the time who can win the game, change the game. I don't see many in the, in the team who can go and do that at the moment. Speaking of leaders, no, um, Virgil van Dijk just missed out on the Ballon d'Or. Apparently it was about seven points separated him from Lionel Messi. What were your thoughts as a defender to see a fellow defender so high up in the ranks? I think it's it fantastic. I think look at Cannavaro. I think that's the last one that's actually, yeah, yeah. So he, he was the last one and everyone always rated him as the, the best. But look at what Virgil van Dijk's done. Yeah, he's had a fantastic season last year. He's been clinical. I've been, you know, a force for them at the back. He's been unbelievable. But since then, you've got to look at uh, Messi. His record speaks for itself. To do what he does uh, year in, year out. And his stats don't lie. And I think when people actually look at it, you can't really argue against it. Who'd, uh, who'd get your vote? As a defender, Virgil van Dijk. It's great to see, I think, how well, obviously, Liverpool, the Champions League final, speaking to players back in England a lot about him. They just say he's a freak. Mm. To come against a player like that, he's got everything in his locker, makes the game look easy. And uh, I think he does, it would be great for him to get it, um, to get a defender back on there, but I can see why. Obviously, Messi mm. is the goal, as everyone says. <laughs> right, he absolutely is indeed. Well, thank you very much for your time, Stephen. Uh, that's us for this week. Remember, you can find us on the One News website, Facebook, YouTube, and as a podcast in all the usual places. We will see you back next week.